0: The A to Z of Disease Podcast. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the A to Z of Disease Podcast. My name is Rose Mokonyo, and October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. And with me is Dr. Anson Kituku, a pathologist who will take us through this discussion, Karibu Daktari. From a pathologist's point of view, how can one easily detect breast cancer on their own before they can get to the hospital?
1: Uh, thank you, Ross, for hosting me uh, this week. Uh, my name is uh, Dr. Hansen Kituku, uh, cancer diagnostic uh, pathologist. And um, this month, as you rightly said, the month of October, world over, is uh, the cancer, Breast Cancer Awareness Month, where we are supposed to create uh, awareness among the communities on breast cancer and uh, so that we can sensitize our people on how to basically prevent breast cancer, how the, what are the signs and symptoms, why they should go for early screening, and also early diagnosis. So as we've asked, how someone can know their breast cancer? Of course, um, the thing is, ultimately, the diagnosis has to be done by a trained person, whether someone has a breast cancer or not. But there are things which uh, people can do to really pick some early signs Uh, some of these early signs include uh, having uh, lumps in the breast or having a a discharge from the nipple which can either be um, uh, watery dirty or hemorrhagic and also someone might also have uh, enlarged um, nodes in the axilla.
0: At the hospital how will you now diagnose breast cancer and uh, what procedures do you take?
1: So, uh, when uh, someone presents uh, to the hospital uh, suspecting they have uh, some breast cancer, of course, as I've said, they'll come either with a a breast lump or some uh, lump in the axilla or even some discharge from the nipple. And therefore, what is usually done, uh, there are different modalities. And the first thing uh, which will be done is uh, the clinician will uh, do what is called a clinical breast examination. Uh, to feel uh, one to confirm whether there is a lump in the breast and also in the axilla and also to see whether there is a nipple discharge and then uh, of course uh, to characterize that soil that lump uh, because there are features which can be picked on uh, examination which can point to us whether this is a malignant uh, lump or is a benign one then uh, the next modality after the clinical breast examination is uh, a test called a mammography which is basically like a a scan of the breast, which again, their features can be picked to indicate whether this is a a cancer or not. Then uh, the next step is um, a procedure called a fine needle aspiration for cytology is done, where uh, cells from the lump are collected using a needle. And then uh, they are put on a slide, uh, stained, and then examined under a microscope by a pathologist to determine whether these the, the cells are malignant or not. And then, um, of course, uh, a biopsy can be taken from the lamp, which again uh, will be taken to the lab and um, uh, processed, and a pathologist will uh, examine it under the microscope, something called histopathology, to determine whether it's malignant or not. And then, of course, even... Uh, is a, a lump which uh, clinically appears to have uh, spread beyond the breast then uh, other um, radiology tests can be done, like a CT scan to see whether the, the, the cancer spread to the lungs, to the, um, to the liver, to the brain and so on, even to the bones, yes.
0: So, from the diagnosis, will you automatically be able to tell the stage the patient is in, and uh, what are some of these stages, and how does one progress from one stage to the next? Uh,
1: thank you for that question. Before I talk about the the stage, it's also important to talk about another um, term called the the grade, the tumor grade, and basically this is um, a feature of our badly differentiated the tumor is basically how close does that the tumor cells look uh, how do they resemble the normal uh, tissue like in this case breast tissue and therefore the grade from the best to the worst the best grade is the one which uh, the tumor cells resemble the normal breast tissue cells and the worst is where the tumor cells don't have any resemblance to the normal breast uh, tissue cells When it comes to staging, staging is basically a measure of how far the tumor spread. And uh, of course, uh, almost, uh, if we can use the example of um, the matato stage, it's similar, where a breast cancer, which is uh, confined within the breast, that is a first, uh, that's a stage one. But then uh, we know uh, from science that uh, the breast cancer can spread to different parts of the body, either using the, the lymphatics or using the bloodstream also directly. And therefore, breast cancer as it advances can infiltrate in the lymphatics and also into the blood vessels and spread to the nearby lymph nodes which drain the breast. In this case either the internal mammary lymph uh, nodes or in the lymph nodes in the axilla. It can still spread further and uh, go into the into the into the lungs, into the liver, into bone and even to the to the brain. And therefore, stage is basically a measure of how far the cancer has spread. And obviously, uh, a cancer which has spread further, it has a bad prognosis.
0: Uh, right, and uh, what kind of treatment now will be appropriate for each stage? Let's assume uh, it has not spread so much, and which one will be appropriate for the ones that have spread to other parts of the body?
1: Most of treatment are basically broadly four, where the first one is surgery, and uh, surgery, especially for for breast cancer which has not spread, is uh, usually the best option. Uh, whether and the surgery can either be just uh, an an excision of the breast, but of course of, of the lump. But of course, it, if it, it again within the breast, if it has spread a bit, then the whole breast might be removed. Something called a mastectomy. A procedure called mastectomy. Again, uh, if uh, the cancer is spread to the axillary lymph nodes, then the surgeon can do uh, what is called um, a modified radical mastectomy where the whole breast and also the auxiliary component is removed. Um, Of course, um, uh, chemotherapy can also be applied where different uh, chemicals, uh, chemotherapy drugs can also be used. And also the third uh, mode of uh, management is um, radiotherapy where different uh, radiation rays are used to treat uh, the cancer. And uh, there is a fourth modality called uh, immunotherapy where different, um, basically, antibodies formed against the tumor cells can be given. So these uh, four modes of treatment can be given either alone or in combination. So some patients just get a, a surgery alone, others get a surgery and a chemotherapy, others get surgery and um, radiotherapy, others get a surgery, chemotherapy, or radiotherapy, others get a surgery and immunotherapy, and so on. So, but uh, basically those are the four modes of treatment, and uh, there are are justifications for using either or combination, depending on how far the cancer has spread. Of course, it is also good uh, to mention that um, for advanced breast cancer, which is uh, stage four, which has spread beyond the breast and uh, many other organs, then there is also the room for palliative care. Where the patient uh, cannot be cured, but then uh, they are given uh, palliative uh, treatment, including pain management, nutritional support, uh, blood transfusions, and also importantly, uh, counselling, to ensure that uh, the family, the patient, and also their family come to terms with the, the terminal disease.
0: Most of these kind of treatments have been said to have uh, various side effects. Could you mention some of these side effects?
1: Uh, the thing is uh, actually anything we take into our bodies can have side effects even water and even oxygen and therefore the thing is uh, of course uh, s- these uh, treatments including the surgery also can have uh, some untoward uh, outcomes and uh, which like a uh, surgery just for any surgery bleeding can be uh, a risk but uh, we just need to assure, reassure the patients that uh, whatever is done, whatever treatment is given, the treatment as is better than no treatment. And therefore, so even uh, the chemotherapy drugs, they can have some side effects like uh, loss of air, uh, anemia, and so on. And all, the same also with um, the radiotherapy. But uh, usually the patients are prepared adequately so that... Um, they are, they, are, they are counseled about the likely side effects and also interventions put to prevent or minimize those side effects, like ensuring that a good diet in those uh, patients who are anemia either because of radiotherapy can crop up a uh, blood transfusion. And also because um, science is advancing, like uh, for radiotherapy, you saw the other day, Kenyatta University teaching a referral hospital has acquired uh, a machine called the cyberknife which is basically a specialized uh, type of uh, radiotherapy where the radiation only focuses on the cancer cells and spares the normal cells and uh, therefore minimizing the number of doses and also the side effects so the side effects are there but uh, they are they can be managed well and uh, and most of the times after the treatment is over those side effects disappear.
0: About these side effects, there are some people that have complained about uh, having a kind of pain. Others have swollen, swollen, uh, swollen hands, whereby they say it's like some of the veins have been touched, especially with the, the ones that have this, um, that have have that have an advanced cancer so do we have any kind of therapy that is given for some of these side effects uh,
1: one of the things which which can cause uh, the hand on the side where the breast uh, has been removed to swell is basically when a procedure called um, modified radical mastectomy is done where the breast and also the axillary leaf nodes are removed remember the leaf nodes uh, where lymphatics, which are basically channels which uh, re- return water from the tissues back to the um, bloodstream, that's where the those uh, lymphatics from the hand drain into. And therefore, when uh, the lymph nodes have been removed, then it means then uh, the lymphatics have um, a challenge on where to drain back the fluid from the that uh, affected uh, hand, and uh, of course with time. Um, uh, other channels are formed, and uh, there are socks, which uh, can be put on that limb to minimize the swelling, the edema, and uh, with time, the, the 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 involved ant becomes better. Uh, regarding the pain, again, uh, there are painkillers which can be given, and um, of course for cancer, because uh, the cancer itself can naturally cause uh, severe pain, so there are some um, advanced painkillers which uh, are given to the patients who have cancer so that the pain is uh, tolerable.
0: Can breast cancer be cured completely and uh, are there chances that it can come back even after one has been declared completely healed?
1: Uh, Depending on the the stage of the breast cancer it is possible for it to be cured uh, completely especially for the breast cancer the early stage 1 which has not spread uh, even uh, to the rest of the normal breast tissue. And uh, so that kind of cancer can be cured completely. And um, of course, um, because uh, there is still a lot to be learned about cancer, so sometimes uh, people have been uh, declared cured of uh, cancer. Uh, Sometimes uh, it can recur. It has been reported uh, sometimes to recur. So it's possible for someone who had been uh, cured of uh, breast cancer initially, to, for the cancer to recur, but uh, early breast cancer can be cured.
0: Is it preventable, is there a way that one can prevent breast cancer?
1: Yeah, Ross, that's a good question because actually, uh, as part of creating uh, the awareness, uh, Breast Cancer Awareness Month, October, is good uh, to tell uh, the listeners the risk factors for breast cancer and uh, whether these risk factors uh, can be prevented or not. And uh, broadly, the risk factors for breast cancer can be classified as uh, the non-modifiable ones and the modifiable ones. Of course, the non-modifiable ones is nothing much as human beings can do about it. But uh, for the modifiable ones, uh, there are things we can do which uh, can be done uh, to prevent them. So for the non-modifiable risk factors, some of them are genetic, and it has been shown that uh, there are some uh, genetic uh, mutations which uh, predispose some people to breast cancer. Like uh, there's a gene called uh, BRCA gene one and two, which uh, predisposes people to get breast cancer. And uh, if I can quote an example, like uh, there's this uh, famous uh, actress, Angelina Jolie, who whose mother, grandmother uh, had uh, breast cancer. And uh, when she was screened and tested, she was found uh, to have the, uh, the BRCA gene mutation which also the mother and the grandmother had, and therefore she had to undergo um, prophylactic uh, breast uh, removal to prevent her from getting breast cancer. So that's one of the non-modifiable risk factors which uh, predispose people to getting breast cancer, genetic factors. The other non-modifiable risk factor is age, and uh, of course uh, breast cancer risk increases as uh, one ages also gender as we know breast cancer is more common in women than in men and uh, those are mainly the non-modifiable risk factors which uh, we can't do anything about but then uh, we have the modifiable risk factors which uh, uh, we can intervene and prevent and therefore end up uh, preventing breast cancer One of these and the main one is um, breast cancer has been shown to be dependent on uh, estrogen hormone and uh, especially women who have prolonged periods of time where their breasts are exposed to high estrogen levels. Here we are talking about uh, uh, women who start getting their periods when they are young younger than uh, 12 years of age and continue getting their monthly periods uh, for even beyond uh, 50 55 years of age those many years of exposure to estrogen or uh, the breast tissue exposes those breasts to getting Um, uh, uh, transforming those cells to becoming cancer. And therefore, of course, as you said, female gender is a risk factor and you can't uh, do anything about it. But then uh, the exposure period can be be reduced. And that's why you find that uh, one of the other risk factors for getting breast cancer is uh, women who never get pregnant because uh, during pregnancy The other hormone which um, counteracts uh, estrogen, progesterone, increases and therefore gives the breast tissue some rest from exposure to higher estrogen levels. Again, uh, breastfeeding has also been shown uh, to be uh, a one way of preventing breast cancer. Uh, Therefore, that's why you find uh, we encourage uh, women to breastfeed, Uh, and therefore, of course, uh, then uh, those women who don't get pregnant and don't breastfeed, they have a higher risk of getting breast cancer. Other risk factors include uh, things like uh, exposure to radiation, which again uh, can be prevented by ensuring that uh, people don't uh, get exposed to radiation. Then the other risk factors like obesity. And uh, being overweight, which uh, predispose people to get breast cancer, but uh, which can be prevented by people ensuring that uh, they maintain their ideal body weight so that uh, their cells don't uh, get uh, the risk of uh, breast cancer. Thank you.
0: Thank you for that. Um, Some people with a family history of breast cancer prefer removing their breast long before they are affected. So is this an advisable trend? Because we have seen uh, people like Angelina Jolie have done that because she said she has a family history of breast cancer. So would you advise someone to do this?
1: Yes, uh, prophylactic uh, mastectomy is one way of preventing breast cancer, especially in those people where it has been established that there is a family history of breast cancer. And even more importantly, where genetic testing has been done and it has been confirmed that uh, in their family and also in that uh, person, they have the specific uh, genetic mutation which predisposes uh, to breast cancer, like uh, the BRCA1, 2, and 3 genes, which have... uh, have highlighted and which actually is uh, say that uh, Angelina Jolie uh, mother and also her grandmother have. Uh, that's why it is advisable for those people who have that high risk uh, um, of um, uh, who have, uh, the genetic uh, mutation then to undergo prophylactic uh, breast removal or mastectomy because uh, the risk of getting breast cancer for those who have uh, that uh, uh, genetic mutation is very high almost 90 percent. Is
0: there anything else that I might have forgotten that you feel people should know about breast cancer?
1: Uh, what I would want uh, to remind our people is that uh, breast cancer is quite common. It is among the top uh, two uh, cancers in, among women in Kenya. And uh, it can also affect men. And uh, this month, the month of October, is the World Over is uh, the Breast Cancer Awareness Month. And uh, we need uh, to remind our people, both men and women, to ensure that uh, during this uh, month and every other uh, month, they, we, we encourage them to pick a certain date of the month, be it uh, first of the month, fourth, fifth, 20th, whichever date, and ensure that uh, routine every month, uh, they take time and do what is called a cell breast examination. And is basically palpating um, the breast slowly Uh, using the palm of the fingers to feel whether there's any lump or lumpiness in the breast and also squeezing to see whether there's any discharge from the nipple. And uh, that has been shown to be one of the quite effective public health community interventions where if every woman is able to do that, we'll be able to pick um, many uh, breast lesions early enough and where intervention can be taken uh, early and uh, to prevent uh, people presenting with advanced cancer of course uh, we need to remind our people that uh, most of the breast lumps are not are not cancer so people should not fear to examine their breast because uh, of fearing that if I find a lump, then I have breast cancer. That is not true. Or what that does is uh, basically to pick a lump, which most of them end up being uh, non-malignant. But the, then, which uh, the clinicians can be able to do other tests to confirm whether it's a, a benign lump or there's is cancer. And if it is cancer, then it is picked early, and the treatment, including cure, is uh, is put in place.
0: Thank you so much, Dr. It has been an insightful conversation about breast cancer. And as we always say, prevention is better than cure. It has been the A to Z of Disease podcast with me, Rose Mokonyo. Be sure to catch me next time. Same place for another exciting episode. Goodbye for now. The A to Z of Disease podcast.